0: I do have some announcements. The following were appointed unanimously. Classified Administrator, Temporary Grant Funded, Small Business Deputy Sector Navigator, Molly Stewart, Start Date April 18, 2016, End Date June 30, 2016, Step Placement Range 14, Step C on the Administrative Confidential Salary Schedule. Also, we're pleased to turn the appointment of a classified administrator, temporary categorically funded, the Director of Equity and Inclusivity, Dr. Craig Alamo. Initial contract start date, June 6, 2016. Initial contract end date, June thirtieth, 2016. Step placement, range 14. Step C on the Administrative Confidential Salary Schedule. Also pleased to announce... The appointment of Classified Custodian 1, Wilford Kalan-Gassian, start date April 18th, 2016, step placement range 12.5, step B on the Classified Salary Schedule. So we're pleased to announce the appointment of a Classified Custodian 1, Lauren Azevedo, start date April 18th, 2016, step placement range 12.5, step A on the Classified Salary Schedule. Were those
1: unanimous? One more. Oh, sorry.
0: And I'd like to uh, please to announce the appointment of an interim salaried professional, assistant chef, culinary teacher, Ludwig Husong, start date april fifteenth, twenty sixteen, step placement forty three thirty three and twenty five cents per month. And yes, all of these were unanimous among the Board of Trustees. That concludes our closed session announcements. Um, I now ask for the, the flag. So please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. This time I'd like a motion to adopt the agenda. So moved. It's been moved and properly seconded. All those... In favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Motion carries. Moving to 6.0 public comments. This time, the board will devote a total of up to 15 minutes for comments to the board of trustees regarding any subject not appearing as an agenda (laughs) item for this meeting, but over which the board has jurisdiction. The public may ask the board to place an item related to the business of the district on a future board agenda. No action or discussion will occur at this time on such items. Individuals will be limited to a five-minute presentation. This time I will pull those in the attendance regarding their intent to speak on on any item on the agenda. I do have one speaker's card uh, and that is Mr. Schechtman, Mr. Jeff Scheckman. Welcome.
2: Good to be here instead of in the closet there for
0: us <laughs> nice to come out.
2: I guess that's what it means. <laughs> And you have to turn your microphone on, otherwise we can't broadcast this, so, which is really uh, the reason for uh, a brief little presentation tonight. As you know, that in addition to these meetings and in addition to making you all stars of stage, screen, and radio because of these meetings every month, by the way, there, there's a book that came out recently about new methods to fall asleep. I'm going to recommend that people can just listen to these meetings. <laughs> it's been interesting how many people have been listening to them, but seriously, In addition to these meetings, we've been doing lots of programming over the past uh, year and a half. In 2015, we had 140,000 page views on the site, lots of programs. And interestingly, of all of that, 20 percent, a full 20 percent of the traffic to the site comes through our editorial page, Underground Napa. It's a page that is exactly that, editorial. Recently, though, I got a letter from somebody kind of complaining about it, and it was somebody that had a connection to the college. And I thought that given that, a long prior connection, a long time ago, but given that and given that they made reference to it, I thought I would take a couple of minutes at the meeting today to talk a little bit about that page, the intent of it, and and what it's all about. Just to give you an idea of how this generates the kind of reaction that it does, let me just take half a minute here to quote you a few lines from the letter that I got about this. And it was complaining about some comment that the editorial page made about some of the environmental issues that are going on, specifically the issues out at Walt Ranch, et cetera. And somebody writes me, Jeff, have you actually gotten dirt under your nails? Do you know the valley roots, its veracity, its flora and fauna? Have you lived without water for months because your pump went dry? Um, And then talking about the Walt Ranch property – they were talking about the halls. They're a band of modern-day serfs to care for their billionaire needs. Some of us taught decades ago at the college. We raised families, tilled the land, tilled the soil. We're not from Hollywood like you. We know the Valley's history and aim to keep it not for the chosen few, especially those from Texas, China, and Japan. So you get the general idea of this letter. But because it had that college connection, as I say, I thought it would take a couple of minutes. The Underground Napa page is the editorial page. You know, I don't know how many newspapers you all read every day. I read about five pretty religiously, and probably first and foremost every day. And I'm sorry, Howard, it's not the register that I read first, but it generally is the Wall Street Journal. And it's a great newspaper. It's a great source of news and and information. And I hate virtually every word on the editorial page. Um, there are some days I turn to it if I feel I need to raise my blood pressure or if it's early in the morning and I need to wake up. But generally, I hate everything that's on the editorial page. The Washington Post I read every day. has lots of important news if you're covering politics and the things that are going on in Washington. The editorial page is a mixed bag. Domestically, if you're uh, a more liberal bent, you agree with it most of the time. On an international level, it's hardcore neocon. You know, the days that Jennifer Rubin writes a column in the Washington Post, I just want to tear my hair out. But it doesn't take away in any way from the quality of the newspaper, the quality of the news, the quality of the great journalists that write for it. You know, the L.A. Times, the same. The New York Times, you know, I generally agree with the editorial page. Some days I don't. It doesn't change the issues with respect to the quality of journalism. With respect to Napa Broadcasting, What we do is a wide range of conversations with people here at the college. Many of you have been part of that. Many of you have been kind enough to participate in interviews. We're right now in the midst of covering the, you know, upcoming local election campaign. I've been talking virtually every day to candidates. Next week, they'll all start going up online. And then there's the editorial page. And we used to have a disclaimer about that. It was in very tiny print at the bottom of the page, You almost couldn't read it. Um, Because of this and because I thought it was the right thing to do, we've taken the disclaimer and moved it up to the very top of the underground NAPA page. Um, And that's really it. I don't want to take up a lot of time here, obviously, and I'm sure I've exceeded the five minutes already. But given this letter, given some comments I've heard about it, I thought it was worthwhile just to spend a couple of minutes here and uh, talk a little bit about it so that if uh, any of you are reading it, um, and even if you're the subject of it, good or bad, you'll understand what it's about, what it means, that it is editorial content, opinionated content, and different from everything else that's on the site. And happy to answer any questions or comments or anything else, but uh, I think that covers it.
1: Uh, is it uh, underground what? Underground news? Underground?
2: Underground Napa. It's a link Napa. on, you know, as you go across the top, you know, there, there's, you know, the various drop-down menus and it's one of the menus up top Underground Napa.
1: Okay. And yeah. the other question is right.
2: you could also get to it you yeah, could also sorry. get to it directly
0: informational. By,
2: yeah. You could also get to it directly by just going to undergroundnapa.com. It's informational but it's also a marketing effort.
3: Catch so <laughs> you a little marketing. It means Jeff that he, that in the public comment by our policy and kind of a, a agreement we don't interchange. That's fine.
2: So I just really wanted to present that and leave it at that
3: you know where
0: to, tell us where to find it, then then that's fine. Okay. We will not engage in. um, What? Oh, we
4: can't engage. Okay.
0: Okay. Thank you very much. Is there anyone else that chooses to speak at this time on uh, items not appearing on the agenda? All right, I hereby close the public comment section, and I am pleased to welcome the salmons here. I see Dorothy in the back, and there's. Somebody
3: or highly paid staff. Or yeah. Everybody. Please, uh. Uh, Dorothy, if you can uh, join and maybe um, Oscar, if you wouldn't mind j- just joining her at the pony and make her feel a little more comfortable. Um, I, this is to the board's attention tonight because it's a, um, a a wonderful program that is unfolding. Dorothy and and team of uh, kind of consented to come forward and to present an, an overview, and um, it's quite exciting. And you probably read some pieces. So thank you, Dorothy, and and welcome
5: okay nice to see all of you Um, my name is Dorothy Salmon I've lived here for almost 30 years and been involved in lots of things but uh, I'm a Rotarian like Ron and a few others in the room and I'm here to present an opportunity to you tonight from the pathway home I'm also the chairman of the board of the pathway home and I have been for a couple of years the Pathway Home's been around for nine years in Napa, originally a $5.6 million grant from a Vietnam vet who said never again. These, these young guys coming back and young women are not going to be treated the same way. And um, so the program was a partnership with the California Department of Veterans Affairs and the largest veterans home in the nation, right here in our own backyard in Yachtville, and the second oldest. Many of those buildings were built in 1929. Uh, The Veterans Home was actually built originally by Civil War veterans. And um, the goal was to make sure that we had a wraparound program that helped these veterans coming back now with two and three deployments, very different than other wars help them with their mental health, help them uh, learn to live together, help them learn to live in a community that was accepting. Clearly for those of you that have followed us and for all of you who just can't wait to ride 50 miles on Saturday up to the top of Mount Veter and back. This is our big fundraiser. You can actually ride 15 miles up to the veterans home and back. Um The goal was really to make sure that we had a program that was a model for the nation on how a community takes care of its veterans and truly says, with real meaning, thank you for your service. So um, when our executive director retired, the board took several months to form a committee of nationally known experts to say, Where's the need now? Fifteen years after 9-11, what should we be doing? And we quickly found out, surprisingly, probably not to you, um, that our veterans coming back, and again, 30,000 of them returned last year to California alone. We have the largest veteran population in the United States. They came back to community colleges They came back to get the training and the job skills to be able to market themselves in the 21st century. And you can imagine if you've done multiple tours, that's not easy. So what we did was we found some of the best clinicians in the nation residing in our own backyard in San Francisco. Well, maybe not backyard, but not that far away. And the San Francisco Veterans Administration Health Program is part of UCSF Medical Center um, doing some of the top-notch research currently on post-traumatic stress and traumatic brain injury, as well as Alzheimer's and diabetes. And many, they're just, it's an amazing organization. And we found Keith Armstrong, who was really the creator of a student-veteran program, and I think, Ron, they may have the letter from the former president of the student-veterans saying what a great opportunity we have in Napa. So the San Francisco VA Health Student Program, you can see this, I'm sure you all got this too, is a multidisciplinary team of social workers' therapists. They've been providing mental health services and social work services to students since 2010. They started off with the program that Keith started at City College in San Francisco. Um, When I visited the San Francisco VA and they said, we would love to be part of your program because we have never done a wraparound residential program where student veterans live together and help each other. And this is their region. So even though I consider myself a pretty good salesman, I didn't have to work very hard. They were really excited. They've seen, again, over 1,700 student veterans. Um, As we did the research, we hired a research psychologist from San Diego who took a look at our region and talked to the mental health professionals at the county, in Sonoma, in Solano County, and we realized that we have almost 6,000 veterans between the ages of 18 and 34 currently living in Napa, Sonoma, and Solano County. There are approximately 270 Iraq and Afghanistan veterans at your college, and if you join us on Saturday for the Rotary Ride for Veterans, you will see 300 Memorial Mile signs on either side of the road as you go up to the Veterans Building at the very top in Yachtville, and your student veterans put every single one of those signs up today. They were amazing. Um, You can see the Student Veteran Health Program will partner with both the Pathway Home and with Napa Valley College to provide similar wraparound mental health and social work services that will include residential housing. This will be the first complete wraparound mental health program in the nation. Okay. Okay. You know, obviously, we're there with you. We seek to dramatically improve the quality of life for our veterans. And quite frankly, um, with many of our veterans, male and female, who have done more than one or two tours of duty deployments that are very difficult, really difficult, when they come home and they're at a community college, it's not an easy transition, For many of them, it's really tough. And for the ones that have post-traumatic stress or traumatic brain injury, it's very difficult to concentrate. You have a wonderful group of clinicians on your staff, but we're going to, with your permission, add another one. Um, So next slide, We'll ha- we already have hired a full-time psychologist who will be working with us at the Pathway Home half-time and here on your staff and at your school half-time. Um, I've given Ron a mock MOU already that we've used at other schools, so you can begin that process and take a look at that. It's pretty easy. Uh, Program advisor for all of us is Keith Armstrong, who is a rock star, absolutely a rock star. He wrote the book, Courage After Fire. He's a national lecturer on post-traumatic stress and student veterans. And um, he will also, along with UCSF Medical Center and the San Francisco VA, which is a fabulous VA, they'll help us with ongoing consultation and what they really hope to do and what we hope to do with Pathway Home is to prove that the model for helping our veterans today is to give them that hand-up, wraparound community love, unconditional love. And if you've been around the program, that's what's made it unique. The community, you know, uh, you, the Rotary Clubs, your Rotary Club in particular, um, has been serving barbecue to these guys once a month. The community has loved these guys, and our hope is that when we go through a graduation program, probably they'll live with us for nine months up in, in Madison Hall, that the graduation ceremony has typically been in Yachtville. For now, we hope it will be right here on your campus. So, um, next slide. Obviously, we're very concerned that they get the benefits they deserve, that we have more help for your students here on campus to learn about the VA benefits that they may not know about. And, again, they will be living as a unit with us in Madison Hall. Next. Next. They'll have access to on-site medical care, a cohesive community. The Rotarians can't wait to get in there and help again. Many of these guys have legal issues. They have financial issues. Um, Ron and several others can tell you that we have volunteer attorneys, volunteer uh, medical folks, volunteer bankers that have been helping these guys over the years as a free help. The retired teachers of Napa County can't wait. They're excited. The Workforce Investment Board will be our partner in this, helping with resumes, helping find jobs. Um, The trades have been amazing. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers are so excited about this program that they put all new ceiling tiles in the building and helped re-outfit it. Your student veterans have been incredible and uh, we had some furniture that we weren't using they wanted I said it's yours go get it guys and so some of our pathway home furniture is here on your campus this wraparound joint partnership which is frankly what we believe at pathway home is the model for the nation the VA can't do it all and they shouldn't this is a partnership with the state with the federal government with community colleges with yours, with service clubs, with the Workforce Investment Board, with the trades, everyone is stepping up to the plate. And I must get three calls a day saying, when can I be there? When can I help? So um, we would love to be your partner. San Francisco VA and Medical Center is very excited to be here. Um, Jennifer Gonzalez will be the psychologist that will be here, housed at your college half the time and half the time with us, working with your veterans. And this is a gift to you. This is at no cost. Okay. Any questions? Who's going to ride 50 miles? Okay, yeah, there you go. Um, what
0: time does it start on Saturday?
5: It starts, well, I'll be there at O-Dark-30. At uh, 6.30, we start registering cyclists at 7 a.m. Uh, for the crazy ones that actually do want to ride up to the Mount Veeder 50 miles in back. Um, for the ones who want to ride 25 miles or the really smart ones that want to ride 15 miles up to see all the Memorial Mile signs that your students put up and back down to Justin Siena, you can come at about 9 o'clock in the morning for that one. Yes?
4: It might be for Dr. Kraft or for um, Oscar, but I was just wondering how... Um, we have a veteran specialist, and we have a half-time counselor that's assigned to veterans. And so I'm wondering how they'll all fit together, if that's all been worked out. How
5: We've actually talked to them. We've been talking to them as we put the numbers together and did all of the analysis and the studies. So this will be additional help.
4: Everybody can always use more help. I'm just you wondering if you've kind of fit how... Figure yeah. out how the pieces will work out. Actually, together.
5: the numbers that we got, and um, we've already done uh, uh, some focus groups with your veterans. And um, so it's been, your staff is amazing. We've, it's, and I will tell you that the San Francisco VA and Keith Armstrong um, said, wow, I love this. This college is wonderful. So, you know, well, this is, this, we get to be the model. Because the and and another thing as well, we are working with grad students. We've got one who is a um, West Point grad, and he's going to Stanford to get his MBA. And we are hoping that we can convince him. So far, I think we're doing a pretty good job to write the how to do a pathway home in your community so that we can step-by-step say you must have your community college, you must have your state VA, your federal VA, your community sources, your service clubs, your unions. You have to have everyone helping. And we're going to do a step-by-step with photos, pretty much a a how-to-do-a-pathway home for dummies.
4: (laughs) I'm very excited about the mental health services being provided on campus because, you know, the... Yeah, I think that's missing and I think that's critical and there is a therapist on campus, but one therapist to serve all the students, it's it's obviously not enough. Oh. So, to have a therapist on campus just to serve the veterans, I think it's critical and so thank you.
5: Well, she's you will love her and uh, her experiences with student veterans and she's very excited. And of course, when they come we we also have a 12 passenger uh, van. So the students can come from the veterans' home down here and back, and um, we're very excited about your culinary school. The food at the veterans' home. Mm, so um, we're really excited, especially with younger veterans in their twenties and thirties. That uh, we're we're hoping that we find one of your students who's a chef. <laughs>
0: I I know firsthand about the food at the Veterans Home. Perhaps uh, with the board's indulgence, uh, the next steps would be an MOU.
5: Yep, Uh, and and Ron has pretty much the standard mock-up MOU, so he can work with that along with Oscar. By the way, Oscar and your staff have been fabulous. We really, this is exciting for all of us.
0: To get a general consensus from the the board at this point. I just have a quick question too. Yes,
1: please. So, thank you, Dorothy. That was great. You're welcome. I have always supported the pathway home. It's wonderful, wonderful. Well, now it's even better. And I guess my questions for maybe for Oscar or maybe even Terry, Uh, the students. So the uh, students coming from the pathway home are they counted as full time? Students, or how does how will that go towards our enrollment?
5: They'll. I, we're hoping that they will be full time students. That's the goal. I mean, okay. the, the goal is to really prove that in the twenty first century, the GI Bill works. If you're going to ask people to do two and three deployments, that the GI Bill works best when you help.
1: So they end up. So they end up getting. By partnering with us and enrolling here at the college, they end up getting actually more benefits
5: um, towards Yeah. I mean, our goal is to the how-to and the the follow-up. The San Francisco VA wants to follow these students for 10 years because what we want to do is to say, here's how it works in a community that's open and loving and when everybody partners together. When it's not just one, but it's several groups partner, here's how it works.
6: Mm-hmm. So, so if I could just add to that. I, I mean, so, so obviously the idea of this is to provide further support for the veterans. Um, you know, the, the idea that they would be Napa Valley College community college students, they either are, and providing them more support will help them be successful. Um, and, or they're, they're not yet, and, and that opportunity will be available to them. Um, in regard to enrollments, it, you know, whether they're full time or part time depends on how many classes they take, but the whole point of this is to allow them the opportunity to get the, educational plan in place that will allow them to go out into the community either in in the workforce or to go on to transfer to a, a four-year, you know, to get further their education. That will benefit them. Um, from an enrollment standpoint, yes, it helps us because however you support students to be successful, they take more classes, they continue. And so, it you know, it's win-win all the way around for everyone.
1: Michael. Yes, go ahead, Joanne. Um... Fantastic. You've been busy.
5: Yes, I have. I what, said, boy, this is the hardest work I've ever done, and you've heard me many times, Joanne, say, this is the last time I'm going to work this hard. My kids went, yeah, right. Yeah. I just came from the NAPA Learns teacher appreciation before this.
1: <laughs> uh, what's your limit in terms of uh, the residents? Are you limited the number that you can take? It's a 40-bed 40,
5: uh, 40 facility. Right now, we're looking at probably the first 12 to 16, and with your staff's help and with Jennifer here on staff and Keith, we'll determine who those first probably single males will be. Um, We're open to really creating a lot of different programs as well, but... Um, it's a 40 bed facility. San Francisco is also very interested. If if you follow some of the news about the VA, and by the way, our VA here is remarkable. Not all of them. Ours is. I mean, it's San Francisco. So you know.
1: potentially, I mean, you're 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 sliding into this. We're sliding evaluating into evaluating uh, so that the the students that would come here are a good match for exactly. their growth and, uh, you know, program. I think the other thing that you just mentioned that, that uh, are developing some program, you know, programs to uh, meet, you know, whatever the interests are related to, you know, the, to this part of the valley. Um, my guess is as this gets more publicity, you're going to have nationwide, So you so you're going to have to deal with, uh, applicants and how you, how you, got you make it. that decision and uh, and my other question and, and you may have already delved into this is the uh, relationship with our health occupations programs we're right. always looking for well, that's
5: really for exciting for us um, I just had a meeting with the uh, head of UCSF and the San Francisco VA and Tarot University on Mare Island, and they are very interested in partnering. The VA doesn't have the funds and the ability to keep building more buildings. So Secretary McDonald is saying, go out and make friends. So we jumped at it and said, boy, have we got a deal for you. And so your psych techs, um, we can't wait to have them. Your nurses, uh, I mean, this is just an on and on and on win-win partnership right. to the right
1: location you know, as you say it's it's got all of the it's got everything pieces without having to spend a lot of money to you know to add that so right very exciting and I you know as a trustee I'm very grateful that you saw the vision to for for us to be closely involved
5: well you're a key the key really I mean, uh, the original goal for the Pathway Home from the original funder was to make sure that the veterans had an education. And that hasn't been part of the Pathway Home. We have helped them, we've gotten them on their way, and then we send them home. And 75% of them have come from California, and many of them from our region. And we believe absolutely, and once we fell in love with Keith Armstrong, (laughs) we believed that the real key to making sure, because PTSD and TBI don't go away. It's not curable, but it's manageable. And uh, what we know now, especially in talking to Keith after all these months, is that the way that these veterans really feel good about themselves is when they find their passion, when they have that education and that job that they love. And that's the goal. So, the goal is to really say here's the how to book that we give to other community colleges, that we give to other communities, but it will be based on the Napa model at your college.
1: Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mr. Chairperson, I would move approval of whatever we
0: need to do to move this forward. Thank you. The next step would be to, to agendize it. Uh, Kyle, you had a, a comment?
7: I just, I wanted to thank Dorothy for continuing the pathway program when it kind of ceased there for the last few months. It was really disheartening because a good friend of mine had been going up to the pathway and playing bocce ball with them, and they're really, it's a great group of guys, and there was a lot of interest in taking classes at the college, so to take it to this next step is a huge opportunity for the college, and I wish there was an MOU to sign tonight just to get it going, but...
5: It's an easy one, too. It's like a three-pager. So, (laughs) yeah. Anyway, um, any other questions?
3: Dorothy, I'd just like to uh, thank you. I think, simply put, this program will help vets who attend more successfully graduate. Absolutely. And and that's really the, the end product.
5: And every partner that we have, the Workforce Investment Board, the trades, Um, the state, the feds, everybody is in it for that. It's really to say this, you can't do this if you don't have partners. And so we've created that wraparound partnership. And every time I am exhausted and my husband watches me, Say, I'm going to cry myself to sleep. This is so hard. I get a call from Keith Armstrong, and he says, I can't wait. I just love Napa Valley College. And I think, all right, I'll keep going. So um, we're almost there, kids. We are almost there, and this is a model for not only California but for the nation, starting right in your backyard. So thank you very much. Thank you.
8: If, if I could just a, just a quick comment. One of the reasons why, first of all, thank you very much for your efforts. Uh, one of the reasons why uh, we were chosen to uh, to be a partner is because uh, Keith and the rest of the folks saw that we had a, fa- a very strong foundation here for for serving our veterans. Uh, those of you who were on the board uh, three years ago or so, you might recall that um, that we had it, w- it was an advisory committee that we had formed that was that was uh, and they included staff and faculty and students. And they're the ones that did a lot of this work to make certain that, first of all, that we, had a student, that we had a veteran center, which we currently have and have for the last year and a half. We also recently hired a, uh, a specialist that's assigned specifically to, to, uh, to our veterans to ensure that the benefits that they're eligible for, they'll receive. But members of the committee also uh, did a lot of work. And, and I think it's appropriate, at least on my uh, part, to acknowledge those that are on the committee at the time who are here this evening. And I want to start off with, uh, with, with Ken Arnold, who did a lot of work for us. Mary, Mary Shea, thank you very much for your assistance. L- Linda Monger, who's our counselor, who assists our veterans. Lynn Cortez, who is currently our specialist, I was hired about, I guess about a year ago or so. Patty Morgan, who's our Dean of Veterans sur- Services. We have Howard Willis, who's, who's, our, who's our Dean of, of uh, Diva Counseling. And Matt Christensen, who really carried a lot of this ball to make certain sure that a center, that a space wouldn't be available for our, for our student vets. So, thank you to all of you, and I hope I didn't miss anyone. But more especially, thank you to, to you, Dorothy, because your heart is really deep. Thank you.
0: Mr. Ketron, you?
9: Thank uh, you, uh, President Baldini. And it's an honor to appear back before this board. It's, um, I'm Bruce Ketron. I'm a, I guess Trustee Emeritus would be my, my position here. I'm also on the, the College Foundation Board. I'm also a member of, of Rotary and uh, have, can attest to, to what Dorothy has been talking about tonight. But I, I would like to, to uh, comment that I think Dorothy's been a little bit too modest uh, about her own work and her efforts, and, and as well as those of her husband, John, outstanding work. Uh, I, I hope everybody has received one of these on the cycle of sight On the back of it are the sponsors, which really should be called Friends of Dorothy. She is the leading person to get those people. Dorothy will be working there all day on Saturday. My role will be to stand at the front gate for the festival, which opens at 11 o'clock. As people finish their bike ride, they come in for their their T-shirt and their their, uh, glass in order to do the wine tasting. And, And I invite everybody to come up, and you can participate in the festival. I don't remember what the cost is, but we would like to have your contribution as well. Uh, We will probably contribute over $100,000 from Rotary from this site to the Pathway Home. We've been doing that every year. The enormous amount of contribution from Rotary, of which Dorothy speaks and which she has been a leader, has been incredible. But the big part of that is meeting a major need. I I thought that this was the right time for me to come down to speak of such an essential issue. Um, I I, I also cannot... uh, 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 not comment. I have to ad- to address Mary Shea, who's here. That that I can you would know her as your as your uh, a professor of Spanish, and and I know her as as my friend, and her husband's my colleague. But I also uh, I recognize her as a gold star mother because so many have lost so much. And and what's the other part that that's been a little too modest is is the the intensity of this pathway home program. We're talking about those who have suffered immensely. And when you hear the stories and you understand what's the inside of it is, we're talking about people who will come and openly attest that Pathway Home is the reason they're still here. And we have so many of our veterans whose needs are so great. I attended Guys and Dolls here recently as part of the, of the foundation with Bill Hardy, our president there, and I don't speak for the foundation, but as a foundation member, I know that the Nap Valley College Foundation is deeply committed to seeing that the needs of all of our community, and, and there is no greater need that I know of than that of our veterans. But at Guys and Dolls, I was talking to one of the students, as is my, 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 my usual thing, and I talked to a student who had been in the military, served this country faithfully, had made many tours overseas in combat. He had never seen a musical before until he killed Napa Valley College, and he accidentally took a class that he was interested in music, and one of the requirements was to attend a musical. And, and one of the reasons I also know Mary Shea as her husband has been a faithful performer in these musicals. And what those things do at this college affect this community in a way that, that is just so incredible. And we've been talking about the needs of meeting those uh, of, of those of the, the veterans. And when we opened our, our small little center over here, we all said at that time that we saw it as a starting. So I appreciate the comments from the board and, and look for your wholehearted involvement as we further meet the needs of, of the veterans as part of the community and in partnership in making the connections. And I thank you for the opportunity to speak.
0: Thank you very much. Again, that's... Uh this Saturday, right? Uh, Justin Siena High School, seven o'clock registration. Proceeds. No, oh, I, I live too close. And, and you ought to on your website. You ought to hit up Trefeth and you give them a some good play there on the cycle for site. So if they haven't donated, I'll step forward. Um, any other uh, questions, comments? Let's move. Thank you very much again. And uh, thank you. it move to the 8.0 constituent group reports, uh, beginning with Amanda Badgett, president of the Academic Senate.
10: Good evening, board. Ooh, there we go. Um, as a teacher who was raised by teachers, I learned to embrace early the poet T.S. Eliot sentiment that April is the cruelest month. Spring break is now a distant memory and students are getting a little fatigued and faculty are getting a little fatigued and, but, and the end of term is still some several weeks away. But we, we get it together, together, students, faculty make it to the finish line most of the time. That said, um, Academic Senate has been busily engaged with the work of upholding faculty voice in academic and professional matters. Uh, When some concerns arose around scheduling as related to the time of course offerings, faculty met with administration, classified, and students to work towards a solution and open up a conversation about how best to schedule our courses to support our students and sustain our programs. And as you heard earlier This evening, an assessment retreat on April 1st included faculty on our Learning Outcomes Assessment Committee, as well as our faculty on Instruction Council and division chairs. And other faculty just interested um, all met along with administrators to discuss the best ways to move forward to meet our ACCJC standards. And on this subject, I would like to just say briefly that, yes, assessment does happen on this campus. I have no doubt about that, um, that, that often the barriers can be things like software and um, support and data entry. And I trust that my colleagues will devise a workable plan that will meet our, both our immediate needs as related to the ACCJC uh, letter, but as well as long-term ongoing assessment. In any case, this past Tuesday, the Academic Senate approved the Educational Master Plan, which will come to you tonight. And throughout this process, which really began last fall, faculty input has helped shape this important document at the individual level, at forums, which some of you, I recall, were able to join us at, as well as at the division level and at the larger Senate level as data was brought and discussed, narratives accompanying the data, and finally the um, challenges that kind of bubbled up from the data as well as strategies. So finally, uh, in a week's time, I will be at the State Academic Senate Spring Plenary Session. And I'm looking forward to working with my fellow leaders from the state, um, looking at and discussing issues such as dual enrollment, common assessment, workforce, task force, among many issues. And I understand that some folks are crashing the party. Um, This year, the CEO, the CIO, the CSSOs, uh, from across the state will also be meeting around that time, so um, this should be a good opportunity for all of these individuals across the state um, to meet in, you know, one room to talk about things that are being uh, described at the session as focused conversations, looking at student success and issues around career pathways. And I really do look forward to um, attending those uh, breakout sessions and reporting back next month. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Amanda. Administrative Confidential Senate Report, Chief Ken Arnold. Uh,
9: for the sake of time tonight, I don't have a report.
3: I, I, I do. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I, you know, on, on behalf, um, the... The uh, to talk about 2016 Administrative Senate Confidential Staff Person of the Year goes to Chief Ken Arnold. And I can't, that news came in today. <laughs> as it's so well-deserved, Ken, and I know that you would never bring it up, and how do you congratulate yourself, right, on that? Uh, but, but the leadership that you've shown it, um, was was clear. It was. Uh, it's phenomenal the difference you make at the institution. So it it is, uh, you know, very happy for me to be able to share this moment. And there'll be other moments that we'll get to share that. But I wanted to make sure that this this didn't get passed by. So I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Nice picture in the paper too.
3: Yep. that's right. The front page. to go
2: front, into front page boot above the fold. How can that's you beat right. that?
3: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might help. You might thank the guy behind you for that one. <laughs> I don't. <know>. Yeah. <laughs> thank you
7: very much. I had a quick comment just for Chief Arnold. I wanted to invite him to uh, the Family Justice Center that's going to be happening at the City Council Chambers on April 27th.
11: Okay. And
7: it's at uh, 8 a.m. I don't know if you can make it, but I had a note to remind you about it. And what was the. It's, it's the, for the Family Justice Center study. Tool. Oh, okay. In chamber or city chamber? Yes. Okay, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll check my calendar real quick.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah. Associated Students of Napa Valley College report: This gentleman uh, did an outstanding job of. Uh,
11: Thank you. I think all of you were there, right? Like no one was absent. All of the, uh, the entire board was was in attendance, I believe. Oh, well, Hi, I, mean, I, knew we, I think we were missing someone, and I was like, oh. Push down um, your monitor, will you, Raphael? Push this puppy down. Sorry? Push
3: the Dell down. Put your Put hand on that. Push. You're hiding behind
0: it.
3: And you can just push it down, physically. Kind of. Okay, that kind of worked. Now I can see you, so it's much better. Oh, so,
11: thank well, you. I guess. Um, so, yeah, uh, my name is Raphael Monzo. And I am the uh, senator of Arts and Humanities on ASNBC's Student Government Board. Um, I have reported at Board of Trustees many times this year alone. Um, there's, you know, it's April, so I guess that's four months. Um, anyways, so uh, let's see. Student Government elections for for the next board um, are coming up May tenth and eleventh. The applications for candidates are available right now uh, online and in person at the Office of Student Life. So uh, professors are advised to recommend the elections and and the purpose of student government to your classes, to your students. Um, If you're not too familiar with all the responsibilities of student government, read over the application yourself and uh, familiarize yourself. You know, because it's it's no small task. Um, If you do the job right, it's very time-consuming. I do the job very, uh, very rigorously. Vigorously, I should say. Um, And it's, you know... Shared governance is, is such an important thing uh, that we have on this campus. It's a really fantastic thing to have students' input because we, all well, everything we do is to serve them. So uh, you know, do you uh, do know that the deadline for election packets is April 26th. It's coming. And uh, late packets are accepted by May 3rd on the stipulation that you collect 50 signatures. It's a little extra caveat there. So... Um, the ball is definitely rolling on elections, uh, so get the word out, please, and thank you. Um, this month, uh, our, yes, our Senator of Arts and Humanities, which is yours truly, uh, I served as the Master of Ceremonies at the high school breakfast, the, the 11th annual high school breakfast. And um, I will just share that I, I did receive a lot of uh, positive comments from from the guests. You know, we had 11 different districts, which was fantastic. I mean, that's really remarkable. I was like, man, that's so cool. Um, and uh, I got a lot of uh, positive comments and uh, about the college and and about my service as the, the m c and everything so 'm I'm, I'm just it was a great opportunity. Thank you, Oscar deharo um, and the lovely Martha Navarro for uh, asking me to do it um, it was It was a great opportunity, and I enjoyed doing it. It was new for me to MC that kind of event with that kind of demographic. Um, you can tell i 'm sick can 't you <laughs> um, the ad hoc committee, yes, it's later, I believe, on this agenda, um, we'll, you know, someone will report on it, I'm sure, uh, between the NVC Foundation and the Student Activity Center Committee from ASNVC, you know working on what're going to you know, how we're going to improve the Student Activity Center, what our kind of our dream list is for it, and we're making progress on all of the financial estimates and such. So I'm, I'm sure that will be reported on later. Um, ASMEC was asked uh, months ago to do uh, voter registration tables or booths on campus for, for students who aren't yet registered to vote. So uh, that's in full swing as of uh, this month. We've, uh, we've been doing the table between the 1500 building and the 1300 building, and uh, students are coming up uh, and, and registering to vote, which is great because it's super important. Um, April events for Sexual Assault Awareness Month uh, are in full swing, and I'm sure Chief Arnold could ha- you know, I'm, I'm sure you could have said a few lovely things better than I could, but um, there's some great events going on, uh, some great uh, documentaries too. The Hunting Ground, oh, I love that documentary. It's so fascinating. You have to see it. Um, <laughs> we're hosting it next Wednesday on campus. Please see it. Um, and then we've been partnering with the One Love Foundation. We've been doing those escalation workshops um, and, and several of our students on ASNBC have been trained to host those workshops, including myself. And I'm very involved in it. Um, I, I love the project. I think it's very impactful. And uh, we had a, a workshop at Greg Moralia's LGBT studies class the other day, and the students really responded to it uh, in the workshop uh, discussion. The, the discussion was very rich, and um, it was it was really great. Um, our Senator of uh, Environmental Sustainability is hosting the Earth Day event on campus this year. Uh, it'll be April 21st. Um, I know I, I haven't heard too much of the details. Um, it's part of her committee, and they're still reporting in on, on what they're going to be doing. It's next week, though, so I'm very excited. Um, and lastly, um, General Assembly will be in uh, ontario california this year uh, april twenty ninth through may first and we are sending eight representatives to that conference so uh that 's wonderful and you know they 'll report back in may obviously and uh, that 's what 's going on at a s n c any questions? It looks like Chief Arnold has some promotional material, of course, for uh, for you know Denim Day next. Again, um, for the month of April, we, we have a lot of different events going on. That um, campus police, student health center, um, SAVE committee—they're all we're all collaborating on it. Um, so there are posters for all of that and some promo material as well. No Thank questions. You. Okay.
0: Thank you very much. Classified association report. I see Mr. Farmer nodding his head. Classified Senate report, Christopher Farmer, President.
12: Uh, Hello and good evening. Um, Before I get into the Classified Senate report, I would like to also amend the Administrative Senate report. Uh, We do have a Classified Appreciation Day coming up tomorrow, and our Classified Lunch is tomorrow, and the Administrative Senate puts that on for us, so I want to... uh, Well, maybe I should see what the food tastes like, but I want to say thank you. Thank you to the admin senate ahead of time. We really appreciate it. And it's not just us, though. Okay. So it's, it's, it's all the senates. Oh, all the senates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Okay. Um, well, thank you to all the senates for putting on the classified appreciation lunch uh, tomorrow. I won't be there, but I will make sure to get the review. Um, <laughs> We have a new classified professional of the month Um, and I sent out an email just a little while ago. I'm sure no one's had a chance to read it yet, but it it kind of centered around uh, very often in our jobs, in our lives, we ignore sort of the small things that bring us all together. Uh, We take them for granted and one of the things that I point out in my email is that we have mail service on this campus and mail service on this campus is largely one person who loads everything up, and you can see him every day delivering to every office, every mailbox. And the person that does it, his name is Matt Souza. He's been here about a year, and he is just about the nicest person you've ever met. He goes out of his way to help everybody. He was nominated by the staff and trio because he was helping them move furniture. Um, That is just the kind of person he is. Uh, He stretched our policy for winning employee of the month Because he's only been here a year, so he's won it in the first month he could possibly win it. And that is how loved he is on campus. In fact, when we were walking on our way to award it to him, we ran into two people in the hall. And when we told them what we were doing, they were like, oh, we want to come too. We really like that guy. And so that's the kind of effect he has on people. His name is Matt Souza. He does not check his email very often, but so if you see him on his golf cart running around delivering mail, please give him a wave and tell him congratulations. Um, we had our retreat, which, you know, echoing what Amanda said earlier, feels like forever ago, now that we're in April. But we had our retreat on March 24th. Uh, we brought in a speaker from St. Helena, Tom Brown, who writes a column on the St. Helena Star. He's very active across the country. He ran us through a series of team building and... Um, I want to say mind expanding for at least from the classified staff point of view exercises really focusing on everybody matters and how important classified staff are and really reinforcing that even if you're in the budget office and you're processing payroll and never see a student that ultimately we're all here to help students and I think it really echoed well it really invigorated a lot of staff and I think it was very positive, and we want to keep that ball rolling, and I want to thank Oscar and people who have anything to do with the equity plan for helping us fund that effort. Um, I also want to talk about the educational master plan. The Classified Senate uh, reviewed the educational master plan last week as well. We did vote to support it, but the vote had a slight, um, well, not an amendment, but a statement along with it that the educational master plan has no professional development, or staffing kind of plans identified within the document. And while we recognize that perhaps this was not the document to put that in, the vote to support the educational master plan was with the expectation and the understanding that Napa Valley College will continue to pursue planning efforts towards both staffing and professional development. So, But ultimately, we support the strategies and activities outlined in the plan. We think it's a great plan, and we're looking forward to seeing where it goes. Um, and last but not least, we outlined our plans for the coming year in our Classified Senate Unit Plan. I just want to highlight three of them, and I won't talk too long about them. We want to reinitiate new higher orientation for classified staff, uh, very often classified or brought in. And if you're not in an office with multiple people, There is no orientation. You're put in your office. You might have a supervisor that talks you through things, but that connection with other staff isn't really there. They used to do it years ago. We really want to get the ball rolling again. That is in the plan. We've already talked about it with multiple parties, and we're willing to carry the heavy load if we have to, but we really want to get new, higher orientation rolling again for classified staff. Um, We want a professional development day. Similar to our retreat day, similar to Flex Day, but what we would really like is, and we are talking, we've been talking about it for a year now, we would like to have that outlined somewhere that there is classified staff professional development days similar to Flex. We've talked about closing the campus on Flex Day. There's a lot of complications around that, but what we really would like is our time where we can have our own professional development activities that are focused on classified staff and um, and grow, grow as professionals. And once again, the classified senate would be more than happy to carry the ball on that, and we want to work along with HR, council presidents, all the senates to make these things happen. And the final one has to do with the classified senate's role in shared governance. We are looked upon to be the purveyors of information to the classified staff. We are looked upon to share documents like the educational master plan and take votes and collect opinions and give feedback. And yet to come to a classified senate meeting, you either have to use up your lunch hour or ask your boss for release time so you can come to the meetings. So with that in mind, and this might be a little bit of a union thing, but Jan's not here, we would like to enter discussions with the district on how We can secure time so classified staff can attend the Senate meetings and not feel like they are having to beg to get away from their desk in order to play a valuable part in the shared governance process. So those are our three big ones for the next year. Then you'll probably hear a lot more from me on those things, but um, thank you.
0: Thank you very much, Chris. I also enjoyed your presentation at High School Breakfast. Thank you. Standing. Hi, Diana. Hi.
13: So first I actually want to start off with um, congratulating um, Ken Arnold. And I, I want to just say that I think that he is very deserving of this, this honor. He um, was here before I was here, but he has handled some very difficult and controversial issues on this campus including whether our police officers get to carry guns, um, including um, the death of a previous president, and other very serious issues on this campus. And during all of those times, he was an example of professionalism and decorum and really a role model for us to look to. So I wanted to offer some additional congratulations to Ken. Um. I won't belabor the EMP um, anymore since my colleagues have already mentioned it, but um, yay, I'm glad it's finally here. We have much work to do on this campus and um, the people, my colleagues that have worked on the EMP have really done um, as thorough a job as can be done at this point in time and I'm hoping that um, we can move on to other things. As far as conferences, I will not actually be attending my association conference this weekend um, since